Hello, everyone, and welcome to Our Lady of Lords homilies. Here is your message from Father Pat. Every time this gospel is proclaimed, I feel that I have to address why do we call our priest father? Because many times a non-Catholic might say, well, why do you Catholics call your priest father? Because Jesus says here in Matthew, call nobody your father. You have but one father in heaven. And we must remember that we have in our language, we can use a word that has many different meanings. Like we might say, like in English, we just have one paltry word for love. That you can say, I love my children, I love God. But you can also say, I love the Chicago Cubs, I love strawberry ice cream. And we just use that same word, but we mean it in a radically different fashion. And so when we use the word father calling our priest that, we are not at all confusing a father priest with God the Father. When someone refers to Father Schreiber, Father Cain, or, or uh, another priest, nobody is confusing us with the very first person of the Trinity. And so when we call our, our priest father, it's like that sense of a spiritual father. But the major point is Jesus is saying, don't treat anyone else as if they were a god. You have but one father in heaven. You have but one master, the Christ. And don't let anyone call you rabbi, for you have but one teacher. But there is this human tendency for people to divinize an individual. Remember the cult of Jim Jones, who back in the 70s had all of these followers, and then one day he got over 500 people to commit suicide because they thought that he was God. The Japanese in World War II thought that their emperor, Hirohito, was divine. And so they were willing to give their lives, even commit suicide for him because they thought that they were doing a good thing. And so the devil always plays off of that to try to get human beings to bow down towards another human being. And that's what Jesus is warning us against, saying, do not put all of your hopes and dreams in one person, not even a priest, not even a bishop, not even a pope because it is God above all things that we must worship and we must worship God alone. Jesus also then goes on to talk about the Pharisees, how that they've rightfully taken the seat on the chair of Moses, so therefore observe all things, whatever they tell you to do, but do not follow their example. And it's just like in, in sports, say there's a, 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 in baseball, there's a pitching coach and a batting coach, but the vast majority of them, they have great knowledge about the game. They can bring out and uh, make their players the best version of themselves that they can be, and they can be wonderful coaches, but they couldn't necessarily do it themselves. You don't get someone that was a, you know, that's won the Cy Young Award five times is gonna be a pitching coach. Or someone that has won the Heisman Trophy in football as a quarterback is probably not gonna wind up one day being a quarterback coach. It's going to be someone that maybe couldn't physically do it themselves, but they know what they're talking about. And so that's what he's saying about the Pharisees. They know what they're talking about, but they just can't do it themselves because of their hypocrisy. Lent is a time for us to be honest with ourselves and say, what false gods have I placed in front of the one true God? We all bow down to something. Perhaps it might be our materialism. 
the kingdom that we've kind of made for ourselves. But the house that we live in, even the shoes that are on our feet today, will belong to someone else tomorrow. We take nothing with us. And so many times our comfort zone might become a false god for us, or even our own very stomachs. And so this, that's why Lent is a time for us to deny ourselves certain things, to place God back in the first place of our lives always, to love God above all things. And it's like that acronym that we use for joy. Jesus, others, and then yourself. If we can put ourselves in, in third place and put God in first place, to love Jesus above all things and to love our neighbor as our very self, then we will not just have the fleeting happiness that the world offers us, but we will have true joy. And that will give us the strength to bear anything, even a terminal illness or a very painful situation. Happiness will disappear in a moment, like a moth to a flame, but nothing can rob our joy. And so this is a time for us to put God in first place and to work on those gifts of trust, to trust that the Father will always give us what we need that is for our benefit. We hear in the first reading from the book of Isaiah how the towns of Sodom and Gomorrah are being preached to. And he's saying, hear the word of the Lord, princes of Sodom. Listen to the instruction of our God, people of Gomorrah. And so that means we need to go back to God's word. As a society, we have all been affected by the things that are around us. We think that we might not personally hold these values that are being forced upon everybody, but we all get affected by it. And so just like Nineveh was spared destruction because everybody put on sackcloth and ashes and repented and turned back to God. More than ever in this very delicate part of the 21st century, we must, as individuals but also as a community, turn our sights to God through penance, fasting, and almsgiving. And so perhaps that's where we need to go is back to the source, back to the Word, back to the Christ. And so let us ask the Holy Spirit for that power to let go of the things, the training wheels that we put on ourselves so that we don't fall, but rather let us trust and walk with the Father and not put the training wheels of the world on to ourselves, but let us walk hand in hand with the God who created us. Thank you for listening. We hope that this message has inspired you today to seek God, to seek love, to seek truth, and to seek peace. We look forward to seeing you at Mass, and may God bless you.